This week on The Real Guy Podcast, Captain Norm and I get into politics and elections. Whether we like it or not, it's part of the path for our fight for clean water. Although we talk about our local politics, I want you to think about your town and your political leaders and your elections. All this week on The Real Guy Podcast. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Italian, Italian American Month. Oh, you know it and I know it. Well, it's Italian American Month. Yeah. So I got Busaka coming in Sunday. Nice. To do full episode on Italian American Month and then all the other months that they have designated for people. Right. Like I think, I get them mixed up, but I think last month before italian american month was pacific asian islander month <laughs> then they had oh we had a daughter's day and a son's day yes that's right then we had and it just goes on and on and on and on so i want to know so me and basaka are going to do a full podcast i want to know when i get a day you know what my day would be what twice divorced burned out boat captains day day that's 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 you, what i want you're not getting that Come on. You're not getting that. It's just ridiculous. And then somebody... You know how many of us there are? All right. So... <clears throat> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that's... You got, you got to We be, should have a day. Well, you got to... It helps to be a minority. You get a day. Except I'm not sure how that... How that works for Pacific Asian Islander Month. Because there's only about... A zillion of them. 50 million of them yeah. or whatever the real number is. <laughs> Anyway, so I got Busaka coming in for that. I figured he'll be perfect for that. Yeah. But but seriously, as an as an Italian, half Italian, half Italian, half redneck, I don't want to have my own month because I'm all the other months like it's not that I don't want to participate. I just feel like it's a waste of time. Who the fuck really cares? And unless people are going to set parameters, like a good parameter would be during Italian American Heritage Month would be everybody should have to cook sauce on Sunday and eat with their family. Well, there should be there should be some kind of uh, cultural uh, observance. Well, if you're going to get a month, then you should have an observance of that month in some capacity. Right, and then there should be consequences. Like if you don't cook red sauce and eat with the family every Sunday. Then you're actually being kind of discriminatory, right. and you should be outed. You're right, outed, maybe boycotted or yeah. something like that. Yeah, this is just the whole. Absolutely. F- and then Busaka, being the soft, <laughs> the soft ass millennial, he's going to bring this that side to it because I'm sure you and I feel a little bit different about all these days and months than somebody like Busaka. Oh, Busaka, I, I, you know, listen, I'm I'm not going to steal any of his thunder. I'm just going to say. That uh, I, I think a lot of this stuff is contrived, just like you do. And at the end of the day, I don't even know what holiday we are celebrating until I see it on social media. Okay, I like that. Well, you know, we're going to do something. We're going to do something fun this podcast, Norm. If you don't have a, if you don't have a, if you don't have a Hallmark card for it, right? It's not a holiday. Right. Well, that's the other thing I'm going to go over with Busaka. We're going to call out the legitimate holidays yeah. and and things you recognize and yeah. the illegitimate ones. Like, would you buy a would you buy a card for National uh, Pacific Asian Islanders 
month? <laughs> is, is there such a day or, or a day, whatever it is? Okay. No. Why? Because Hallmark doesn't make it. If Hallmark doesn't make it, it's not a holiday. It's not a reason to celebrate. I'll roll with that. Okay. That's the, that's the gold standard is Hallmark. Hallmark and Shoebox. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm just thanks but no thanks. I don't need an Italian American Heritage Month. And even if I did need one, I'd only be able to celebrate half of the month because I'm only half Italian. Yeah. Now, my kid, she could celebrate three quarters of the month and my wife could celebrate 100% of the month. Yeah. And yeah. then how does my white kid with blue eyes become three quarter Italian. Italian and I'm not? And I look just like my Guinea old man in there. <laughs> By the way, was that the uh, was that Mama Dog sitting out there on the uh, in the rocker? Was she on the rocking chair? Yeah, yeah. She's That's what I mean. And see, perfect representation. Mom, she's from America's Georgia, Southwest Georgia, where they sit on the front porch in the rocking chair and they spend the afternoon. I love it. Right? And, and it's, a, it's one of my favorite pastimes. Dude, that's what country folk does. It's not just country folk. I do it. I, I just moved to Marina Bay. And I've got, I've got, in fact, I've got another rocking chair. One of them didn't make it. Uh, it fell apart. But I've got another one. Uh, and it's going to be delivered today. I'm going to have two rockers. And I'm going to sit out there and smoke cigars. Nice. I always have. It. I can remember. All right, so we're getting off time. No, we're not. This is great. Yeah. In in America's Georgia, at, yeah. my, at my grandmother's house, it was like old historic uh-huh. South house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. a like, old Southern charm. Right, like yes. a plantation looking yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not a huge giant one, but big. Yeah. Fucking big, especially for here. Yeah. And on her front porch, she would sport a good half dozen to eight rockers. And oh, then, wow. Yeah, and then when you go over there, because we'd go over there for these holidays, and we'd have 50, 60 people there, mm-hmm. like no problem, mm-hmm. there would always be about a dozen or so mm-hmm. enjoying themselves on the rockers in the front yeah. porch. Yeah. Just saying. Hey, it's, but, I, but I mean, it's, that is, let me tell you something, the front porch is an American, is, 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 is Americana. It's a part of Americana. And I'll tell you where the front porch even got its uh, start from. Okay, this comes. Is this another history lesson? This is a history lesson. Not the norm. The, That's why the everybody Ameri- loves you. The, 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 front, the American front porch actually uh, got its roots in, uh, in when, when, when old school uh, neighborhoods, uh, both rural and uh, inner city, uh, were coming together and you'd have these very tight knit communities. Mm-hmm. And people would sit out on their front porches and they would converse with their neighbors on their front porches. It was a front porch community. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I remember even when I was married, uh, living out in Oklahoma, we'd sit out there at night and your neighbors would just, they wouldn't, they wouldn't call you and tell you. Uh, that they were coming by, they just swing by. They would just swing by, and right. they'd hang out on your front porch. That's a that that is as Americana as it gets. It's like apple pie and baseball is front porches. Apple pie and baseball. Yep, you betcha. <laughs> that's good stuff, Norm. Yeah. So, just bringing the history. That's good. That's good. The <laughs> the uh, so going into October. How many? How many? What do we got? Thirty-eight days till election day. Thirty-three. Thirty-three days till election yeah, day. Thirty-three. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Norm, he's into politics. He went to school to study, right, politics? At the American University, yeah, I studied campaigns. 
And I, I want... I want to let Norm set an example for all the doofuses like us that don't follow along because we are all paying the price for having complete retards in office. Now, here in Fort Lauderdale and a lot of the other places in the state, we're polluting the waters. We're all into that topic and stuff, and it's our own. Here, I'm going to use this, the city of Fort Lauderdale, but I want you to think about where you live and think the same way Norm does because you should be way more concerned with the guy that's running for your district, like your district commissioner, that's right in your own neighborhood than you should be worried about some fool in D.C. I'm not saying you shouldn't be worried about the fool in D.C., but your priority should be in your <laughs> own backyard first. Yeah, well, you know, it, but it can be both. But, but before we start, mm-hmm. I want to do something fun this podcast. All right. For anyone, I can't say anyone because there might be too many of them. For the first person that reaches out to me, they can count how many times Norm says okay in this episode. <laughs> we'll get a free, free Real Guy Podcast t-shirt. And I also want to apologize for people. Uh, it was about 10 months ago. I gave away some t-shirts. I lost all your addresses. Oh. I mean, it wasn't that many, but I owe you guys the shirts. They are coming. I just need your address again. But anyway, anybody that can count how many times Norm says, okay, in this podcast, and so far he's done pretty well without saying any, but not, it's one, not one podcast goes by where somebody doesn't ask me how many times Norm said, okay. So <laughs> if you count it and then you, you email me, Jeff at LunkerDog.com, I'll send you out a free, you got to be the first guy that email, a free Real Guy Podcast That's right. t-shirt. There you go. All right. How about that? Now, Sounds good. Yeah, am I a fun guy? That that is fun. That is that's just pure fun right there. It's almost as much fun as. And all these guys are diving for their notepads right now. So Norm, you were telling me you might get on a, a new show this week. Well, uh, or something uh, like that. What were you telling me? Well, this this uh, this this proposed city ordinance, this Fort Lauderdale city ordinance, limiting the uh, the number of boats per hundred feet to one and some other stupid uh ordinances ordinance changes uh it's got some legs and uh i i just unfortunately uh it's i don't know if it's an issue that's going away but it's got a lot it's making a lot of waves well first of all let's talk about let's not talk past Right. I want the I want the audience to understand exactly what you're talking about. So, just kind of summarize exactly um, what was proposed that was so stupid and idiotic that got you fired up this week. And I mean, dude, you were not holding back this week. And and, and I'm not going to I'm not going to hold back at all, because this is something that's very near and dear to my heart. We are a marine community. Uh, we are uh, we live, work, and play on the water. And so I, I came home, this was September 21st, uh, last month, I came home and my landlord had posted uh, a note about this proposed ordinance change that was going to be reviewed, if not even voted on, uh, by the Fort Lauderdale City Commission the very next night on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it was it was horrifying. The proposed city ordinance change would limit the number of uh, boats 
behind private residences. This this applies to private residence to one vessel per hundred feet. Another part of this proposed change would also require anybody working on a boat at a waterfront residence, uh, short of uh, short of washing and waxing the boat, to erect a structure around the boat. So if you needed some engine work done, you would have to erect some kind of structure, with, and it was pretty nondescript, but I think I know what they're talking about, some sort of containment structure around the boat in order to work on it behind a residential uh, property. Oh, oh. Okay. There's there's one okay right there, if you're following. So <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to count. Oh, okay. That's, All right. So at any rate, uh, they, uh, and the third part of this was... Last one was no leasing. No leasing of dock space. No leasing of dock space. I think that's. I think that's already on the books. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think it is. Could you imagine how devastating that would be to the poor old lady that lives on one of the old houses in the Isles, and she bought that house for one hundred and seventy thousand dollars, sixty, fifty, sixty years ago. income and she used to rent her dock out to somebody with a 60-foot hatteras to offset the cost so she can live in downtown Fort Lauderdale she would probably have to sell that home that she's been living in most of her adult life right and let's let's also look let's also examine who else that affects how about the the thousands and thousands of people who are employed in the marine industries in Fort Lauderdale right Okay. How about all of the? How about all of the? Uh, well, everybody, uh, everybody employed in the marine industry in Fort Lauderdale and Broward County, making house calls. Right. Because that's, that's what, what they I'm, do. Right. You're the talking, boats are behind the you're houses, talking about so they make house calls. Marine mechanics. You're talking about electricians. You're talking about divers. There's just a plethora of people, thousands and thousands of hardworking families. Who, who depend on the marine industries in Fort Lauderdale. Right. Okay. And, and I think pretty, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not, I'm not trying to soft pedal this. I'm not trying to back pedal on this. I'm pretty sure that this whole thing is really just short sighted condo commando bullshit. Well, a lot of stuff is, but, but they didn't realize that this would turn into an attack and it would be perceived as an attack on the marine industries and that's exactly what it was and it's not just that it's also an attack on property owners rights well like for instance there's so many people in this town that say have a sport fish boat a 50 footer sure then they have a 25 foot center console right right next to it right then they also may have a skiff, like a bonefish right. skiff or something like that, mm -hmm. right next to it. When mm -hmm. I when I had the Zindog and they had the Envy, sure. and I would take the twenty foot maritime <clears throat> and I'd keep them all behind Zin's house. Yeah, and then we would use those boats consistently, constantly. Sure. Yeah, one of them, which did what? Which made the economy work here mm -hmm. on the east side of the town. Sure, absolutely. My father was a yacht broker. And we had three. We would always have three boats behind the house on Nurmi Drive, two to three boats. 
Well, Nermi is, is a little different. No, Nermi's nope. not different. No, That's it isn't. regular residential. Yep. Now, I was going to say Venice and Hendrix is a little different because it's zone different. Now, there are some brokerages out there that are taking advantage of the situation. That is true. Some. But the way they did this is they would have blanketed the whole industry as, as a whole. Well, let, let, me just, let me just tell you right now, okay? If they turned around and they passed something like this, which that's what they were trying to do. Right. Okay, let me, let me, let me, just, let me just back up here. Okay, back up. This thing, this thing got its legs in Lauderdale Harbors. Lauderdale Harbors is a small community... Um, down by the 15th Street boat ramp, where right. all the good shit happens. Yes. and I mean all the good shit. We Goliath Groupers, massive sewage breaks, friggin' like all the all the crazy. It's shit. a mess, right? All the crazy it's, shit. It's in a Lauderdale happens in this. In That's this right. Area. Yeah, Lauderdale. And we also call not... this the White Ghetto. Yeah, no, no, it 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 really is in in, in a lot of ways. But here's the thing: uh, the president of the HOA, the former president now of the HOA in Lauderdale Harbors, is a guy named Ed Rebholz. Who is running now for uh, city commission for the city commission in District Four? Mm-hmm. And as Ed's a as, as, as as Ed uh, as Ed was the uh, the head of the HOA, he got a hard on about some residents at the end of Fourteenth Street on the end of Fourteenth Street. In Fort in in Lauderdale Harbors, that had multiple boats behind the homes, and apparently, from what I'm hearing, uh, Lauderdale Harbors HOA sued the those property owners. I don't know if it was one or two, and a Lauderdale HOA lost that lawsuit. Apparently, they lawyered up and they got some pretty <laughs> heavy duty lawyers and. They and and they got uh, you know they got uh, they got their butts handed to them, so I don't even know that this ordinance even has legal legs to stand on now that they lost that that uh, that that action. Well, I, I'm not real I'm not real um, familiar with the way the whole system works. First of all, how did a proposal like this? And before anybody out there thinks that this may not pertain to you and where you live, just ask the people in Stewart. I told them 10 years ago they were going to get water taxis. <laughs> Guess what they got now? They got water taxis. And those people used to say, oh, that'll never happen up here. <laughs> Same with Sarasota and Tampa area. You guys all got water taxis now. Don't say I didn't tell you. So listen up because Fort Lauderdale is pretty much the map of the way the rest of the state's going sure we're a microcosm yeah whether you like it or not is another thing or whether you believe it or not it's another thing but let me assure you that dumb shit like this is going to be coming to your neighborhood soon well absolutely but so norm my point what i was getting at is how in the world did a proposal like this pop up and in one day after well, I don't know that it happened in one day or whatever in such a short amount of time. Like I never had. They were going to slide heard anything this in. They it. would because they were going to keep it under the radar. They were going to they stuck it on. Uh, I don't and I don't know who it is, but I'd be asking Ben Sorensen some pretty pointed questions. Ben Sorensen's the commissioner in District Four right now. He's the outgoing commissioner. Who, yeah, right. He's the old loser. Right. Anyway. Anyway, so and I ran for Congress and got smoked. So, uh, I think 
what I person this is just a hunch. I don't have I, I don't have any reason to think otherwise, however, and all the circumstantial evidence seems to point to this thing getting legs in Lauderdale Harbors. I think this has Ed's uh, fingerprints all over it. And even if he didn't sponsor this, even if he didn't put somebody on the, uh, on the city commission up to this, he still wants to entertain this. I asked him point blank on his uh, campaign Facebook page what, what he thought of this ordinance. And he said, and it's still up there for all the world to see, that there are a lot of interested groups and we should get input. Well, if you're going to entertain that, then I'm going to entertain you as an, enter, as, as, a, uh, as an enemy of the marine industries. Because that's what you are, Ed. And you're very dangerous for Fort Lauderdale. This is a non-issue. This should not even be an issue in Fort Lauderdale. We have so many other things to worry about. Well, let me ask you this, Norm. So, a proposal goes, like, goes in <clears throat> like this. Mm-hmm. Why didn't my commissioner or the mayor, for instance, start yelling at the top of their lungs, hey, constituents, look what the heck is going on here. Make sure you understand what the they ramifications... They might not have even known about it. This was so how, far down, this was so far down on the some, agenda. How can they not know about it? Because it was so far down on the agenda. I'm surprised it wasn't even on the consent docket. That's how swarthy and slimy this attempt was. It was way down on the agenda. This was not at the top of the list. I don't know how it got on there, but somebody tried to slip it in, and only at the last minute did, I think it was the vice mayor, say, look at this and say, well, you know what? We need to table this. And he might have killed it right then and there. So who's that, Glassman? I think it's Glassman. Okay. And he might have tabled it right then and there. But... At the end of the day, I think the initial uh, the the initial intent was for them to slip this into the agenda and vote it without any public input. And then Ed, when I asked him about it point blank, I said, "How did this get on the agenda?" He didn't have any answer. He did not answer that. That was a week ago. I asked him that question. Hmm. So. Now, and I asked him, I said, so is this how Fort Lauderdale does business? Is this how you're going to do business? So you're going to put something on the agenda, and if it, doesn't, if it doesn't pass, then you go to get public input on it? Something sounds that's, wrong here. That's scummy, slimy. That's, it's slimy, that's, it's sleazy, it's underhanded. And how much of this slices? And this guy's and this guy's running for office. This guy is running for District Four. All right now, District Four. We keep bringing up District Four because we're having the special election, and we got Mike Lambrex, who is head of the CCA that understands about water, and we got Kevin Conkren, who has really gone way out of his way yeah. to understand about water. Both of them are running on water. They are one, and, and that's the question you have to ask yourself: whether you're in District Four or District One or Two, it doesn't matter. Dude, it doesn't matter where you are in this whole state. In this whole state. You, you got to ask yourself. Ask, you ask yourself. And then you ask the people that are running. Are they running on water? Absolutely. And where their stance is on it. Because we haven't been doing that nope. forever. And we've, been we've losing, never done it. Never done it. And big reason why we lose the fight on clean water mm -hmm. consistently. And 
It may sound like the same old bullshit, but but some stuff is true, and this is true. People like my wife, people like the, your girlfriends, people like me. Dude, I can tell you. Did right? you actually just refer to me as having girlfriends, plural? Dude, I know. Dude, I know you got hoes lined up. Oh. You got hoes lined up around the Bach Norm with that fancy toe rail you're sporting. <laughs> that is awesome. Right when you sport a fancy toe rail on a Carolina boat, don't try to like slide by like you don't have a more hoes on your list than anybody. But but seriously, seriously though, people and including myself, I can't tell you what the commissioners in this town think. Until now, because I'm paying attention now, and I'm getting serious about the fight for clean water, which is new for me in the last, call it five years. I've always recognized how bad the water was, and I told everybody over the years to educate yourself. And I've been doing it, I've been doing it one month at a time, and every month I get a little bit more hip. Two years ago, I was like, oh, you have to make relationships with your city officials so it made relationships with my city now i know what douchebags they are and i know where they stand on things and now i can vote in these different say arenas yes that i never even paid attention to before so when i'd go and i would vote which i'd only vote during the presidential election and then i'd kind of christmas tree the thing and then i'd yeah you're becoming engaged right okay At, at, at at the best at the best, a lot of people say, well, wait a minute, hold on. Uh, they go into the voting booth and they think to themselves, all right, well, wait a minute, hold on. i got to check something off here. Um, how many signs have I seen? Oh, wait a minute. This, I've seen this name on a lot of signs. This person must be popular. Right. And, that's, and a lot of times that's how people will vote. Now, I'll tell you this. It does not. We live in the, in the information age. And it does not take any time whatsoever to become engaged so put down the TV, shut it off, turn off the Kardashians marathon, get on your Google machine, and look up each one of your candidates. I did it and made a Facebook post the other day. And it was real simple. What I did was I went into each one of the candidates for District 4 that, that had any kind of uh, social media or website presence and I looked up their mission statements mm-hmm. and I posted four pictures of those mission statements. It was real simple. Mike Lambrecht's running on water. Kevin Cochran running on water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I posted something from Jackie Scott. Now, Jackie is a swarthy, uh, she's swarthy. She's Beulah ball bricker. <laughs> All right. From Porky's, that's Beulah. Oh, All right, that's Jackie Scott is Beulah Ballbricker. Well, thank, she she thank, is. Thanks uh-huh. for thanks for relating to about two percent of the audience. Bringing up Porky's and Beulah, really. There you there you go. It, but that's what it is. <laughs> Do your own research. She's Beulah. At any rate, Jackie Scott congratulated the Fort Lauderdale City Commission for cleaning up the Tarpon River of all places after they, of all things, last month congratulated themselves in a very public ceremony on um, on cleaning up the tar- Tarpon River. Right. Okay. So she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know. She has no idea what the water quality issues really are. So scratch her off the so list. So you could scratch her right off the list. All right. She's, she's an establishment candidate. 
That's what she is. And she's getting all these endorsements from all these all these people. And I'm wondering whether or not these people who are endorsing Jackie, when they endorse her, if they knew that she was stealing Mike Lambrecht's campaign signs and got caught red-handed. Scratch Jackie. All right, she's done as far as I'm concerned. So then you got Ed. All right, now you know how I feel about Ed. Mal, I went in and I did a little due diligence on, let me, on Ed. Let me stop you about Ed just for a second because yeah. I, I want to hear the due diligence that you did because yeah. that's real due diligence. Yeah. Let me tell you how, what I know about Ed. Go ahead. So one of my fishing partners, mm-hmm. who I won't mention his yeah, name, yeah, yeah. lived in the same building mm-hmm. that Homeboy was the president of HOA type right, dude right, right. and said he was a major douchebag. He is a douchebag. That's what I heard. Yeah. So therefore, I scratched him off the list because a real guy... Called him a douchebag, and I never heard of him. I never seen him at any of the protests about the water. He's never answered me about anything that I've put online. And my buddy said he was a douchebag. Unlo- unlike Kevin Conkern, yeah. Unlike Mike Lambrex. Yeah. Now here's the, now now here's the thing. Here's the thing. I went. Ed Ed has a campaign Facebook page. There's not much on it. Right. Ed has a website. Mm-hmm. Ed's actually been uh, a, a city commissioner somewhere up in New Jersey. Okay. Okay. So he's, that's, he's that's part of the course. He's got yeah, and he's got some. He's got some. He's got some uh, background in this position, and that's what he's touting on his website and his Facebook page is his past leadership uh, abilities. All right. Well, only problem is is he's not engaged on our issues. Right, and I looked at his focus page. Every every campaign should have a focus or a mission statement, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with our water quality issues. It's got nothing to do with the marine industries. There's nothing there. So that in 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 combination with what he's been pulling at Lauderdale Harbors, done. Right. Done. Oh, oh, and let me and let me bring this up a little bit and tell me what you think about this, Norm. So, a guy that promotes his campaign and his issues on social media <clears throat> that doesn't reply to the people that engage with him on social media he is does. that grounds? Is that grounds to scratch him off the list? Because um, in my book, it's kind of grounds to scratch him off the list. If you're not savvy enough. To go along with the most modern form of communication and the easiest communication for your constituents to communicate with you, you should be on that shit. And if you are not, they get scratched off the list. Well, they they scratch themselves off the list. They they scratch themselves off the list. Jackie is completely, Jackie is not responsive at all. She's not responsive at all. So scratcher. Scratcher. Right. So Uh, Ed was responsive until I started pressing him. Right. So... So the audience, wherever you may live, okay, election time is every two years. We got the four-year elections, but they go every two fucking years, so they're going to torture us during these elections, and they're going to put stuff up on your Facebook. They're going to put stuff up on your Instagram. You're going to get emails, and it's all going to be to promote their campaign. And all you have to do is simply ask them where they stand on water quality. Sure. And ask them, well, how are you running on water? And then if they don't reply to you, Scratch them off the list. It's easier now than ever. 
I get on I get on uh, Messenger or I go to uh, a, a post on their page and I'll ask them a question. Mike Lambrex, Kevin Cochran, boom, they'll answer you right away. Right. Very quickly. Very right. quickly. Not right away, but very quickly. Okay. They are engaged. Right. All right. One of the most qualified candidates running in this election is not is never is she's not going to win, and that's Kitty. I don't know Kitty. Kitty McGowan. I don't even know her. Kitty McGowan has been around forever. She's kind of a Fort Lauderdale socialite. She's the head of the U.S. Super Yachts Association. How old is she? She has. I, I, I don't want to insult Kitty. She's old. <laughs> no, okay. What I, what I mean by that, and no offense to but Kitty, she's not. But she's not running. She's not running a campaign. She's not running a modern t- campaign. She's barely running any kind but, of a classic campaign. That's kind of like the president. So a, why? There's a time when you get a little too old for shit. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Don't get me started. Yeah, well, dude, I can edit. <laughs> yeah. Even though I usually just let you. Oh, <laughs> let me let me let me let me break in a little change of pace here. So I'm Go at, ahead. I come in from fishing two days ago. Kid walks up, nice kid, introduces himself to me. I happen to be with Zach Routman, another guide in town. Right. And he he says, "Oh, I always see you guys online." <clears throat> he goes, "And I listen to the podcast." And, he, and I says, oh, yeah. I says, thanks for listening to the podcast. You want some stickers? I give him some RTD stickers. And he goes, oh, I love it when the guy Norm starts to rant. <laughs> and I says, you're not That's the only kid. one. <laughs> well, the thing about, the thing about uh, people love to say that they like the rants, and they also love to say that they hate them. Yeah. It's kind of like the old YouTube videos. I don't care. Well, of course and you, you don't. You know why? Because it makes them listen anyway. Well, If I sat here and I was just really kind of monotone... And I said what I had to say, but really with no flair. All right, stop that. You're killing me. Then that, then everybody would just tune out right now. Well, when we, when we started YouTube way back in the day, mm-hmm. the brains behind the organization Uh-oh. <laughs> told me, he says, Jeff, he goes, you're somewhere between Jim Cramer and Ric Flair. <laughs> That's where you. That's where you want to be. You want half. Woo! You want half of the people to absolutely love you. You want half the people to absolutely hate you. But they will know uh, who you are. You who, who you are. What you sound like, and all that kind of crap. Hey, listen. Nobody follows you. Nobody follows you more closely than the people who hate your guts. Absolutely. Yeah. So going back to the local politics. Yeah. If these people reach out to their office holders and people that are running for office mm-hmm. and they don't get back to them you scratch them off the list sure i don't think that's much of an issue unfortunately it, 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 it they they're they're pretty engaged most of these people but i i think i think that's only part of it they they really need to people need like i said they need to turn off the kardashians marathon and get engaged and just do a little bit of research. It doesn't take much. Well, that's what I mean. Like, so for, so for instance, say somebody in the audience now is like, oh, yeah, he says, I can simply go to that guy's Facebook page and ask yeah. him. It's easy. Right. And then if they don't reply to me, I know where they stand. Now, since you're the political guy, mm. so if a guy's been in office for 10 years, mm-hmm. 15 years, mm-hmm. 20 years, mm-hmm. now it's my opinion, throw them out just because they've been there too long. I'm like, all right, anything new is better than what we had because of the fight for clean water. We've been losing so fucking bad. You might as well throw them out, get somebody fresh in there. I mean, it's politics. It's not like we're asking them to do brain surgery. As a political junkie. Right. 
as a political junkie, which you are, yes, okay. as a as a political junkie, I would normally agree with that generalized sort of mm, pedestrian thinking because that's really kind of the thinking on the streets. But it's, it's it's like listening to fat people talk about weight loss, and you know I know something about that because so, it never happens. Nobody so likes kinda, their nobody likes their their mayor. Nobody nobody likes their city commissioner. But yet we keep electing these people. So really, the reason why we are in trouble the way we are politically is incumbent is is our fault. It's not their fault. We let them get away with this crap. So if you want them out in ten years, you don't need you don't need uh, you don't need um, what do they call it term limits. You don't need term limits. Because and, and let me tell you something. There's a downside to term limits, and the downside to term limits is real simple. If you limit, uh, let's just say you limit the mayor, for example, mm-hmm. uh, to two eight, terms, eight years, like George two Washington. Terms. Let's just say it's two terms, two four-year terms. All right. What happens is in that second term, knowing that he can't get reelected, he becomes what they call a lame duck. And a lame duck is very dangerous because a lame duck just takes his or her agenda and runs with it. And that can be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So if you've got all these if you've got all these politicians knowing that their time is only infinite, then they become in essence all lame ducks. Gotcha. So what we have to do is we have to keep we have to keep their we have to hold their feet to the fire as voters because that's the beauty of the system that we have now but it only works if you're engaged okay and that's that's why if 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 you don't like if you don't like the irresponsible development in Fort Lauderdale if you don't like the water quality issues in Fort Lauderdale if you think that your livelihood is under attack in Fort Lauderdale, then you vote in the people who are running on those issues. You don't continue to elect and reelect over and over and over again those people who perpetuate a bad situation. Right. So these are the, the, let me define who we are talking to. Okay, and let's use District 4 here in Fort Lauderdale sure. as an example. Yeah. I'm not positive how many people live in District 4, but I'd say That's 50,000 50, or oh, better. Oh, I think it's way more. All right, let's just, let's, way more. Let's just say 50,000. I wouldn't be surprised if it was pro- – I, I would not be surprised if District 4's population – but you know what? While you're doing that, though, go ahead. Keep keep rolling with that. Right, I'm going to so look it up. Look it up. So 50 – so let's – This gonna, is how easy I'm this gonna is. I'm going to assume that 50,000 people vote in District 4 or if there's 50,000 eligible voters in District 4. Do you know how many voters you need to win this District 4? Probably 10% of it. 3,000. 2,800 votes won District 4 last time. So the people that I'm talking to are the people that didn't vote, including myself. Now, you can't vote for every... You can only vote for the district that you're in, but you can ask your friends in that district, if they're into the clean water thing, to ask their commissioner, are they running on water or not? Uh, Well, then... 
And then the other question I had for you. All right, so Chip Lamarca. Mm-hmm. Now, he's running as a state representative, right? Right. Go ahead. I don't know Chip. I don't know what he's done for the water or whatever. But he knows Fort Lauderdale, and he knows how bad everything is here, right? Right. I haven't heard anything from him. No statements about the water. What that? What, how does that work? How does a guy like Chip just say? Ask him. I know, but how does that work? How does a guy like Chip just run and not bring it up? Yeah, you ask him. So he'd be our voice in Tallahassee. He would be our boy in Tallahassee. Huh. everybody to kind of do that in your own hometown you know you know a long time ago i told everybody i would do pretty much anything in order to get the waterways cleaned up or at least anything in my power right i'm actually doing podcasts on politics right now are you fucking kidding me well yeah but you know what this is first of all there's this is this is the time of the year to do it this is because we're we're just ahead of an election. This is when we should be getting educated, and you know, it, the, there's nothing wrong with doing that because you know we've been we be we have become increasingly civic minded here, starting with the Coastal Community Network and these water quality issues because they strike to the very heart of our livelihoods, uh, our way of life. So, you know, it, it's, it's okay for us to be doing this, all right? And, it, it's, and quite frankly, it's really unfortunate that there are not more people who are engaged. You're talking 2,800, 3,000 voters actually win that election? That's, that's asinine. That's right. It's that asinine. is absolutely asinine. And, but what it says is it, it's, it's a truth about local elections, and that especially in uh, off-cycle Elections like this one, off-cycle, meaning that there is not a federal election. Right. Uh, in in off-cycle campaign years, voter turnout is typically very low. Right. And and that and that answers everybody's question. Like everybody says, well, how come I feel like nobody's representing me? That's because friggin' ninety percent of the people out there don't vote. So if you don't vote, they can't represent you. Well, yeah, they don't. They they don't vote. Uh, they're disengaged from you, and you know you, you. I remember you went and talked. You you did something. Uh, I think this was on the uh, beach fishing thing, and you uh, you you spoke up at at city hall. Well, see, no, that the the beach fishing thing was exactly like this ordinance you were talking about. They Same were going. Thing. They were going to pass this ordinance mm-hmm. without anybody knowing that you weren't allowed to fish on the beach anymore. Yeah, and then we caught wind of it. Right, and then we called in the troops, and we had hundreds of people show up to right. a city commission meeting with the mayor and everybody, and we put a stop to well, it. Well, I remember, I remember a video clip of you up there talking in front of uh, the city commission, and I remember the mayor in particular, Jack Seiler at the time. No, 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 no. this was Dean Tarantalis. He was a commissioner at the time. Oh, uh, maybe it was. Okay, Dean. Was, Dean's Dean one... was laughing at you. Dean brought it up. Dean, yeah, but Dean was laughing at you. He was the one. Okay. He brought that ordinance up. He was the one trying to get that ordinance passed, and the rest of everybody else shut him down. Dean, Dean was, but Dean was smirking, and and Dean has a bad habit of doing that. He's the next one that has to go. I don't know who we're going to get to vote for mayor, 
But Dean has got to go. He has his time in this sun has passed, and he needs to go. And I don't know whether or not all these big development um, donors are gonna get behind Dean again or not. But he's he has got to go. And I'm not saying that a development candidate can't can't come along and win or should not win but we need if we're going to have development and let's just concede that we are going to have development tons tons we need to have responsible development not like what we've had sure and we need to have and, and we need to have candidates who will run on water and start talking I want, about getting ahead of these infrastructure issues I want, I want to give everybody an example about responsible development so down on A1A, right on the beach, anybody mm. can go by now, and they have these these long-term uh, rental residencies that are top-notch, beautiful places. No. Hundreds and hundreds of units in these places. They took these places, and they tapped the same sewer line that used to hold, like, 20 toilets. They replaced them with 2,000 toilets. And now, if you drive into the bottom of these places, the sewage is backing up in the parking lot underneath them because there's no place for the sewage to go. That's what would be called irresponsible development. Right. And it's not the developer's fault. The developer got the permit. It was o The city said it was okay for them to develop there. And then they do what they're supposed to do, and boom, now they got sewage in the parking lot, which then goes into the drain which then runs down the hill and goes right into the intercoastal, which is why the fecal bacteria levels are off the fucking charts and people shouldn't even be swimming in the intercoastal. Oh, but wait a minute. Hold on. See, you can't talk about that because the Fort Lauderdale City Commission is too busy standing on a bridge in Rio Vista congratulating themselves on how they've cleaned up the Tarpon River and you've got candidates like Jackie Scott that are right there along with them applauding. And we the, don't we don't we're not running on water. We're not we're not even engaged. Well, and and that's the other thing that is such a slap in the face. These PR campaigns that these candidates run are deceiving outright lies to your face. And oh, it, absolutely. And until now it's social media, you could never call them out on it. They think that if they tell you something that is the gospel, that is the truth, and you'd best not ask them about it. Yeah, and one of the reasons we started the Coastal Community Network is to come up with an alternative voice, somebody that's going to say the truth and represent exactly what's really happening instead of everybody falling for the PR campaign. And when if, you, if, if you follow politics here in Fort Lauderdale, You'll see this really weird-looking guy. He's tall. He's skinny. He's got a jerry curl, but he's white. And he's always, when you see the mayor, the guy is always there. Hmm. And for the longest time, I'm like, who is this guy? Because he's creepy-looking, you know? Like, you can't not see him. So is Trent Ellis. Well, whatever. Creepy mm. people, like, you know, it's kind of like people's dog. You look like your dog. Yeah. But anyway. I don't look so, like my dog. I beg to differ. But anyway, the, um, this PR guy is with Trantalis, or the mayor, the whole time. I've never seen one without the other, except for the time that the, the, the mayor he's came. He's what they call a handler. The, I've never seen that guy not there until Dean came into this, right here, the same mm -hmm. studio you're sitting in. Did to, you ask him who he was? To do the podcast. No, I didn't. But I did give Dean a fair shake for the rest of this term 
we we put it out there we asked him what he was running on and how the different things that he could do for the water and he asked us and he said yeah and he said they were good ideas oh, yeah. and he was oh, going to yeah. implement them oh yeah well we're voting next mm-hmm. we're voting well, we got two more years before we vote for, for yes. the mayor again yeah, 24 well i am going to with all my heart make sure that the people of fort lauderdale knows how bad dean failed them in the last four years it's it's and abject and i'm going to failure i am going to be abdication of their responsibility i'm going to be in complete competition and conflict with his pr firm so his pr firm wants to make a move counter move counter move with coastal community network scream at the top of my lungs and we're going to get well, you need to mayor. get ahead of it. We're good. Here, here's the thing. If you want, and this is this is my experience in political campaigns, if you really want to drive an agenda, you have to you you have to get ahead of it. So most and this is and this is why campaign financing is so important. Because if you don't have the ability to put your message out there then you're gonna find yourself reacting to the guy who does right and that's the that's the problem and i have a bone to pick with most local candidates who don't understand that Mm -hmm. and if you are if you want to drive an agenda if you want if you've got a message and let's face it some people they only run to drive a message and to hopefully, at some point in the future, affect policy. They don't necessarily run to win. They run to drive an agenda. They run to make an issue. And they run to affect policy. And it's very effective, but it's very, co- but it's very costly to do it that way. But it's a good way to do it. So let me ask you this. This whole thing where we've been talking about running on water for yeah. the last couple of years, yeah. is that getting ahead of it? Uh, that's that's it's part a start. of it. That's it's a, a start, start, right? That's a start of it. The problem is, is you need grassroots support, right? You gotta have grassroots support, and in the absence of any kind of, I don't know, way for people to engage, like in an election, for example, uh then it's going to be hard to get that grassroots. That's why it's so important to be talking about this stuff now ahead of an election because this is where you can get support, get grassroots support for an agenda item. All right. So today after the podcast, we're going to sit down. I'm going to write a list of the Chip Lamarcas and the people that are running for commissioners and the people that are running for mayor, county, state, anything that... um, that anything that I can come up with. Then we're going to do the same email. Yeah. Or post. We're going to post on their Facebook, Instagram. We'll email them all the you stuff that, that they use. And I'm similarly going to ask them to give me their five. I give them two. I make it easy for them. Give me two points on how you're running on water. And then everybody that doesn't reply, we're going to make public. Everybody that does reply, we'll make public. And we'll simply walk this along. And if you guys want to do it too in your community, you should do it. And Absolutely. Then let, and then let us know. And it because doesn't take I'm, any time. Right. Well, I want to applaud. I want to applaud the people that, one, interact with their constituents. I want to 
applaud the people that are actually running on water. So if that happens, I, I need to know about it. I can't pay attention to all this. You guys know I've been fishing fucking almost every single day with during the mullet run right now. So the how mullets I, are here, aren't how, they? How am I supposed to pay attention to what's going on all over the state? You guys got to help me. It doesn't take much time. No, I know. It but, just doesn't. It, but they, I, without social media, without the podcast, yeah. without, it would take time. But since we do have social media and we are communicating this way, I know. And that's, forward, forward me the same thing. And if, and I want to know if your guy actually responds. Well, and and here's, and, but here's the thing that you got to understand. When I pressed Ed, going back to old Ed, mm-hmm. when I pressed Ed about the proposed city ordinance changes, mm-hmm. you know what he did the next day? No. The next day? What did he do? He made a post on his campaign page about how he's such a lifelong boater and he cares about uh, our, our marine environment. That's all right. Yeah. Par for the course. Par for the course. Maybe it opened his eyes. Maybe it didn't. Maybe he's just playing politics and responding rather than getting out ahead of the issue. Right. Well, hey, let them dig their own grave the same way we did here in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Okay, we had Dean on the podcast and educated him about the water, come up with some and real what solutions. Did he do? Nothing. Right. You set them up and then you knock them down. Yeah. We did it for friggin'. I did it for twenty years playing football. Yeah, exactly. set them up and knock them down. Yeah, absolutely. and then if the guy's doing the right thing, just like football, block for him, protect him, and make him win. Yeah, absolutely. Break it down to. There's so much, but there's so much going on too. I mean, you got this is the time of the year. I mean, you got the boat show coming up. You got the mullet run going off. Uh, there's just so much that's out there. That you really, this is the time of the year, of all the times of the year, that you have to multitask. Multitask. Okay. If you're going to be running the dog, you better be checking in on what's going on inshore. You better be checking in on what these scumbags are trying to do to you. Because this is the biggest sleight of hand that exists in Fort Lauderdale. Do you, do you think there's any, do you think there's any coincidence Whatsoever that they tried to slip this thing in to the city agenda right before the boat show and right right before the mullet run, they knew those things were going to come up. They're playing sleight of hand, so they think that you're focused over here on the boat show and whether or not you're going to buy fifteen dollar arepas and look at boats that you can't afford. And then they sucker punch you. And then they sucker punch you. Scumbags. Okay. Son of a bitches. And they know that they're, everybody's out there waiting for the mullets. So they know that all these guys that are waiting for the mullets aren't going to be paying attention to what's going on in the city agenda. But let me tell you what. This is what you have to be doing right now. You have to be paying attention. You have to be paying attention to the city of Fort Lauderdale's website. And you got to watch for this thing to pop back up. Because they're not going to tell you whether or not they do. Right. You're, don't look for your uh, don't look for your city commissioner to, to tell you that this is coming back. I have not seen where it is planning to be reintroduced. It may be dead for all I know, but we have to make an issue of it whether or not it lives or dies because they have to know that they can't just pull this shit in Fort Lauderdale. 
Well, they're trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes through the whole fucking world. We, I've never heard more people promote green environmental stuff. I don't care what you're on. If you're on social media, if you're watching TV, if you're streaming, it does not matter. You're getting this fake message yeah. about being green yeah. and saving the environment. Yeah. In the meantime, I got to worry if my kid gets in the water here in South Florida sure. because she might get MRSA. Yeah. Because there's turds floating down the fucking canal. Yeah. I'm going to end the podcast on this one story because anybody that doesn't think what we're talking about is relevant... Listen to this story. There's a small community in District 4 called La Preserve. La Preserve is a small gated community and it has about 30 houses in it. In that 30 house community, there's a pond in there. In that pond, it's slap full of life. Peacock bass, largemouth bass, tarpon, snooks, all sorts of fish. Well, the city decided they were going to release the water that was in the water treatment facility here. So they go in that neighborhood and they, for whatever reason, undo all the fire hydrants. Wow. So all the fire hydrants are, are flowing. All the drains in this particular community is going right into their little lake. Oh, all as, those chemicals. As the chlorine in the drinking water goes into the lake, the fish start coming up to the surface, gasping for air, and they're dying. Yeah. And the people in the community are horrified by this and they're calling the city to tell them what's going on. They don't care. There's nobody in the city to take the call. There's nobody in the city that cares to throw somebody in a truck and run out there to save the wildlife. Yeah. This is the stage that we are in and it's not just Fort Lauderdale. It's uh, rampant across the whole state. Yeah. It's the whole state. And that's where we stand in our fight for clean water. That's where we stand on the fight for wildlife. We are losing. There is no system. And in the meantime, Everybody's PR campaign is talking about the green new way, the environmentally friendly way. Get rid of your goddamn diesel trucks and start driving an electric vehicle as you watch the fish die in your community. Oh, yeah. Norm, great podcast. Thanks for coming in. We're going to do a few of these podcasts over the course of the next month. Yeah, if, we got to start. We got to start. We got to do something about the boat show, too. We'll cool. do the boat show podcast, but I just want to. I don't know if it's a it's an apology, but Jesus, there's a lot of things that I'd rather talk about than these stupid assholes that are running for commissioner and for governor. We shouldn't have to be doing else. this. Right. We should not have to be doing this. But we are. But we are. But here we are. And if you we're wanna... taking responsibility, okay. And all you got to do is just, like I said, stop watching the Kardashians. Get on your Google machine and run that dog. Run that dog. Two calls of action this week. One, reach out to your commissioners your anybody that's running in your place if you're getting an ad from them reach out to them and see if they respond ask them what they're doing are they running on water absolutely and two I forgot the second one no oh and count how many okays norm said during this podcast <laughs> and we'll send you out a I don't free, think it was that many it wasn't and we'll send you out a, a free cheat uh, free uh, real guy podcast t-shirt Norm, thanks for being in. Appreciate it. As always. As always. Run run that that dog. dog.